I'm in a series today called The Basics, and I just want to take a couple of minutes, and um, this is abbreviated, but I just, the book of Acts, Jesus, of course, um, after he transitioned there in Acts chapter 1, just listen to this. He, it says, the uh, former account I made, O Theopolis, all that Jesus began to both do and teach. Now listen to this. Until the day he was taken up, he through the Holy Spirit had been given commandments, commandments to the apostles he chose and to whom he presented himself alive for 40 days after his resurrection and uh, being shown to them a many infallible proofs. Listen to this. And being assembled together, Jesus said these words in Acts chapter 1, verse 4. He said, listen to this. He said, for the for I command you to assemble in Jerusalem. The promise of the Father has said that you have heard from me that John truly baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from, from now. And verse 6, when they had come together, they said, Lord, when, you, when will you restore the kingdom to Israel? And, of course, these gentlemen were thinking, the apostles were thinking about the power naturally. But then Jesus said to them, he said, it's not in, for you to know the times or seasons for which the, the Father has put in his own authority, but verse 8, you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come to you both and for when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, to the ends of the earth. And something I just feel strong about in the days ahead that I want to talk about in this series is the understanding of the Holy Spirit. I think it's something that churches and ministries and ministers have gotten away from and uh, understanding the gift that God gave us through the Holy Spirit that Jesus clearly outlined here that we are to receive the Holy Spirit. And as you read the book of Acts, you see the presence of God mightily through these men and women. And let's go just go back for a couple of minutes, post-resurrection, I mean, pre-resurrection. Remember the apostles and how timid they were and how uh, they were just so questioning and how they were afraid and fear was among them. And they didn't know what they were doing, didn't understand things. And then after the resurrection during this 40 days, look what happens to them. And at this point in the book of Acts, they're transformed literally. Their lives were transformed to the place that they were bold and they introduced Christianity in spite of the persecution. And I just think it's worthy for us to take a, some time here to understand and be better understanding, if you'll allow me to say that, of who the Holy Spirit really is in our lives. And again, I think for pastors and leaders, this is where I sort of apologize in the fact that a lot of ministers will not cover this subject, that they stay away from it because of misunderstanding, because of misrepresentation. But let's just not go to the opinions of men. Let's go to the, the facts of the Bible. First of all, I just want to just share a couple of things with you quickly. The Holy Spirit is an equal part of the Trinity. Just remember that. There's the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. And if you multiply one times one times one, what do you get? One. But they're all three individual as far as their individuality. And the Holy Spirit is not an it or a mystical power. <laughs> I was talking to someone yesterday that goes to a very uh, traditional denominational church in another state, and we were, he was asking me about what I was talking about this morning. I told him about the Holy Spirit, and through our texting, he kept referring to the Holy Spirit as an it. No, the Holy Spirit is a person. He is the person. There's the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, and again, there's the person, the Holy Spirit. As a matter of fact, let's all say that together, the person of the Holy Spirit. And uh, remember, it's not a mystical power. 
The Holy Spirit is not powered necessarily, even though he's power in his presence, but he's not labeled as power. And here's another beautiful thing that Jesus gave you and I the gift of the Holy Spirit is that the Holy Spirit is unlimited. Just think about something for a minute, how God walked among them as far as in the Old Testament when he would manifest to them his presence. Jesus was the manifestation of the of, of God in the flesh, but he could only be at certain places at certain times. But the Holy Spirit, the beautiful part about the Holy Spirit inside a believer is that the Holy Spirit can be everywhere at every time. It's because he's in us. Isn't that awesome? And I think that's the great thing that God gave us when he gave us the Holy Spirit. He gave us a greater dimension that they had in the old covenant, a greater dimension than even Jesus being on the earth. I hear a lot of people say, well, I wish that I would have been there when Jesus was there and walked with him. You have the very same spirit that's inside of Jesus or was inside of Jesus that's inside of you. And here's another thing. The Holy Spirit is God's presence in the earth. Let's just remember this. The Father is at, is, is, at the, is on the throne. Jesus at his right hand, and they are not actually in the earth. Who's in the earth? The Holy Spirit, right? And so we need to never forget that because the person of the Holy Spirit is the person that's inside of you. And for you and I to take this journey over the next couple of weeks as far as my part in ministering, I think is worthy of it. I want to talk to you just a couple of minutes here before we you know, move on and considering the outside situation. I'm so thankful for the weather right now and the beauty of this. Actually, we're just like the original church. We're, out, we're outside. <laughs> so we, we're, we're going back in time for just a moment. But now let's just look at something here. There's just a couple of things I want to share with you. And again, I'll have these where we can get them at metroplexfamilychurch.com. And of course, they'll be in the next week's message and et cetera, et cetera. That, just listen to these attributes real quickly. The Holy Spirit, first of all, these are biblical statements now. Listen to this quickly. It says the, the Holy Spirit has a mind. The Holy Spirit has a will. The Holy Spirit has emotions. The Holy Spirit comforts. These are all scriptures. The Holy Spirit speaks. The Holy Spirit, of course, teaches. And then last but not least, the Holy Spirit leads. And that very being, the Spirit of God, is on the inside of you and I. And I think it's so interesting as we just step back and look at Jesus' life for a minute. There are three things about Jesus' life that are interesting concerning the Holy Spirit. Number one, he was conceived by the Holy Spirit, right? We all know the Christmas story and how Jesus was conceived by the Holy Spirit. Number two, think about this. Jesus was baptized in water, and he never did a single miracle. Now listen to this, or think about this for just a second. He never did a single miracle until when, after he was baptized, in water, right? And when he was baptized in water, what happened at that point? The Holy Spirit came upon him, right? So just think about that. That was Jesus, the Son of God. And last but not least, what was marked of Jesus' life? Yes, he was teaching. Yes, he was preaching. But he was what? Healing, ministering, demonstrating the power and the presence of God, casting out devils, taking authority over things. Did Jesus do any of those things when he was 29 years old? No. Did he do him when he was 17? Did he do him when he was 18? Did he do him when he was 25? No. He started when he was 30, and for 36 months, by the power of who? The Holy Spirit, he did that, and he's an example pattern to you and I. And if Jesus was having to live this life empowered by the Holy Spirit, just think of who we are. 
and what we need. However, that's the beauty of the book of Acts. I would encourage you as you read the book of Acts clearly, as you go through these chapters, um, and I wrote a book with Jonathan Schultz called Acts 29, and uh, this started for me a, a journey several years ago when Jonathan and I wrote that book on how important and how prevalent and how the Holy Spirit is so demonstrated powerfully and beautifully in the book of Acts and how transformational the book of Acts is compared to Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And please don't get me wrong. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John tell the greatest story there is, which is the Lord Jesus Christ himself. But Jesus was among them. In the book of Acts, Jesus is in them. Isn't that beautiful? And that has not passed away. Unfortunately, people have challenged it. People have diminished religion as far as Christianity in its truest form, which is a relationship with God through the Holy Spirit, through rules and regulations. But you know, here at Metroplex Family Church and churches like ours, we're not doing that. We're focusing on our relationship with God, and that comes through the Holy Spirit. I just want to take you on a journey real quick, and we'll just, we're going to pick up more of this later. But over in Romans chapter 8, just listen to this, Romans chapter 8, I just want to read you this verse of Scripture to help you and help both of us to understand who's on the inside of us and understand the pathway that we can go in as believers. Listen to this. This is Romans 8, 14. For it says, as many as are led by the Holy Spirit, these are the sons and daughters of God. For you have not been given a spirit of bondage or fear, but you've been given the Holy Spirit of adoption where you can cry, Abba, Father. Listen to this. For the Holy Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit are are inside of us, that we are the children of God. And if we are children, we are heirs to God and joint heirs with Jesus Christ. All of that through the power and the person of the Holy Spirit. And I just want to remind you of some things. If you've never taken the time to understand that the voice of God is not just something that's out there as far as the word of God being spoken to you, but it's an inward witness. I want to take you on a journey for these next messages that I'm in on the fact that you can hear the voice of God. Oh, Pastor Brian, I can't hear the voice of God. I can barely hear my own voice. I understand that. And I understand the power of your own voice speaking to you. But let me just leave you with this. Over in Hebrews chapter 3, verse 7, this is not my words. These are the Lord's words uh, in Hebrews through 7. Listen to this. this. This will clarify it even better. It says, therefore, as the Holy Spirit says, today, if you will hear his voice. Isn't that powerful? Listen to it again. The Holy Spirit says today. Everybody say today. Today's right now. Regardless of what you're going through, it says today if you will hear his voice, and it also says in verse 8, and do not harden your heart. And I'd like to say another version says like this, don't give up, don't set it aside, but today you and I can hear the voice of the Lord. And the voice of the Lord is the most powerful, peaceful voice in your life. There's a lot of voices, but thank God we have the voice and the person of the Holy Spirit to help you and I to walk this Christian life in the fullness. You say, Pastor Brian, I just don't know about the Holy Spirit. I've heard all this Pentecostal stuff and all this charismatic stuff. I understand that, and we'll talk about that later, and there are great books on that, and I'll be glad to help you with that as far as learning and growing, as far as understanding the person of the Holy Spirit and his power. But I just want to say this in closing. I believe these days that we're living in with all the craziness of the world going around us, we need a greater understanding of the gift that God's given you and I.
and that we are destined in these last days for something very special in this earth, and he gave us the very presence of himself. You know, you don't have to pray to God way up there, even though he is physically. You actually, you the God that's then the earth is on the inside of you and I. He's not in trees. He's not in rocks. He's not in bushes. He's not in anything other than the people of God. Those who make Jesus Christ the Lord of his life, those have the spirit of God in them. And the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead dwells inside of every believer. And my journey as a pastor and my commitment to you as a pastor is to help you to get a better relationship with the Lord, a better understanding of the New Testament, especially the book of Acts. And let's have this journey with the Holy Spirit spirit because he's not an it. He's not a power. He's a person and he lives on the inside of you and he wants to help you. Some of the Jesus' greatest teaching of the Holy Spirit in John talks about how he would lead God and direct you, not just empower you, but teach and train you, that you would never be by yourself. I think our Father God is so beautiful in his love for us that he would give us all that he gave us in the old covenant to to redeem us and get Jesus into the earth and then turn around and say, hey, I'm going to do something even better. I'm going to give you my very own spirit to live in you. I love you so much that I'm going to divinely deposit myself on the inside of you. And hey, ladies and gentlemen, I just want you to know, uh, as ministers and pastors and leaders, this subject is sort of, you know, they focused on other things. And uh, to that, I apologize. But you know what, as far as I'm concerned, as far as we as a church family, we're going to look at God's word and go on a journey and understand the person of the Holy Spirit and how he wants to live through us the greatest life that is possible.